Hello, this is your Search for Truth radio broadcast with Bible teacher Brian Johnston. Many Christians, if they're being honest, would admit to having the occasional doubts about their beliefs. This radio series of broadcasts is called Going the Distance. Satan would seek to stop us doing that, that is, going the distance. So we've considered over the last few weeks the difficulties that Satan might put in our way, such things as discouragement, failure, anxieties, temptations, pride and anger. Today Brian looks to the Bible for advice on how to dispel any doubts which might come our way. The disciple Thomas had serious doubts about Jesus' resurrection, didn't he? Uh, So Brian, what can we learn from that? Yes, John, you mentioned Thomas. Poor Thomas. He's the disciple we've come to know as Doubting Thomas. And yet it was good for us that Thomas wasn't there on the evening of that first resurrection day, because then the Lord appeared eight days later to show Thomas the evidence of the nails that he'd asked for. Reach your finger here and look at my hands, and reach your hand here and put it into my side. That was tangible evidence for his resurrection. The Lord graciously complied with Thomas's request and silenced his doubts before giving the word of gentle rebuke, do not be unbelieving, but believing. That reminds me of the saying that says, if doubt knocks at your door, send faith to answer it and you'll find no one there. Another saying along the lines of Jesus' words, do not be unbelieving, but believing, is the saying that says, doubt your doubts and believe your beliefs. That's good advice too, if the process of believing our beliefs drives us back to study our Bible and into the presence of God through prayer. If basic Christian truths seem to have become unreal to us, it's usually because we've not been living them, that is, not living daily in the enjoyment of them. Whenever we take our eye off the Lord, we can quickly begin to sink into doubt and fear, like Peter on the Sea of Galilee. Christ had invited him to come to him on the sea. Peter got over the side of the boat and started well enough until he took his eyes off Jesus and looked instead at the wind and the waves. Then he began to sink. The Bible tells us that the Lord remembers our frame, that we are dust. He's patient and understanding when we're sometimes hesitant to do what he asks, as with the case of Gideon. Gideon wasn't being disobedient, Nor was he seeking guidance, as we often think, but he was simply seeking reassurance about what he had already understood as being the will of God. Think of it again from Judges chapter 6, verse 36. Gideon said to God, If you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said, look, I shall put a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the fleece only, and it's dry on all the ground, then I shall know that you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said. And it was so. When he rose early in the next morning and squeezed the fleece together, he wrung the dew out of the fleece, a bowl full of water. Then Gideon said to God, Do not be angry with me, but let me speak just once more. Let me test, I pray, just once more with the fleece. Let it now be dry only on the fleece, but on all the ground let there be dew. And God did so that night. It was dry on the fleece only, but there was dew on all the ground. You see how God graciously gave Gideon the reassurance he asked for. 
Perhaps it's in these matters of wanting to know God's will for us with certainty that doubts can very often arise. Does God really want me to do this or that? We seek assurance in times of difficulties or when facing fresh challenges, but sometimes doubts may remain, causing us to be hesitant in going forward. But if we're walking obediently with the Lord and pleasing him really is the bottom line for us, then surely God will graciously confirm his will to us too. At a time when I remember that I was trying to reassure myself of God's will in my life, I remember how the story told in 1 Samuel chapter 9 became very real to me. I know God used it to speak to my doubts, my reservations about going into a whole new area of service for him. Can I share the story from 1 Samuel chapter 9 with you? There we read there was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, the son of Zeror, the son of Bekorath, the son of Aphiah, a Benjamite, a mighty man of power. And he had a choice and handsome son whose name was Saul. There was not a more handsome person than he among all the children of Israel. From his shoulders upward, he was taller than any of the people. Now the donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to his son, Saul, Please take one of the servants with you and arise. Go and look for the donkeys. Here was Saul with a problem, or at least it was his father's problem. Their donkeys were lost. When Saul set out to look for them, he got more than he bargained for. It might have seemed like an ordinary day, a routine mishap, but we never know what a day holds for us. While still acting as a search party for those donkeys, Saul met Samuel the prophet. Now the Lord had told Samuel in his ear the day before Saul came, saying, Tomorrow, about this time, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin, and you shall anoint him commander over my people Israel, that he may save my people from the hand of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people because their cry has come to me. And when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said to him, There he is, the man of whom I spoke to you. This one shall reign over my people. Then Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate and said, Please tell me, where is the seer's house? And Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me to the high place, for you shall eat with me today, and tomorrow I will let you go and will tell you all that's in your heart. But as for your donkeys that were lost three days ago, do not be anxious about them, for they have been found. And on whom is all the desire of Israel? Is it not on you and on all your father's house? And Saul answered and said, Am I not a Benjamite of the smallest of the tribes of Israel, and my family the least of all the families of the tribe of Benjamin? Why then do you speak like this to me? Saul had left home, remember? to look for his father's donkeys. Now it seemed he was being made king. That was a lot more responsibility than he was looking for. Saul seemed to doubt if Samuel had got the right man for the job. How could he be sure this was the Lord's will for him? Well, chapter 10 begins by telling us, Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? When you have departed from me today, 
you'll find two men by Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin at Zelzah, and they will say to you, the donkeys which you went to look for have been found. And now your father has ceased caring about the donkeys and is worrying about you, saying, what shall I do about my son? Then you shall go forward from there and come to the terebinth tree of Tabor. There three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you, one carrying three young goats, another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a skin of wine. And they will greet you and give you two loaves of bread, which you shall receive from their hands. After that you shall come to the hill of God where the Philistine garrison is, and it will happen when you've come there to the city that you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with a stringed instrument, a tambourine, a flute, and a harp before them, and they will be prophesying. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. Did you notice the three things Samuel said to Saul? First of all, that on his return journey he would meet messengers who'd tell him that the donkeys were found. Secondly, he would next meet three worshippers who would give him loaves of bread. Thirdly and lastly, he would end up prophesying with a group of prophets. As I thought about these three things, I felt through them the Lord's assurance to me that if I went forward with him, I would know his help, number one, in solving problems, but also I would know his help, number two, in the supply of provisions, and thirdly, I'd know his help in sending power from on high. Maybe there's some area of life where you're not daring to go forward as God seems to be indicating. May I recommend you check out these promises in relation to it. God will solve our problems in that he'll work all things together for our good. He will supply our provisions by giving us our daily bread. And he will send us power by strengthening us through his spirit. Let's not doubt, but rather believe.
As usual, I'd like to remind you that it'd be useful to have the transcript book of these uh, uh, 12 talks. Uh, you can do it yourself by downloading a copy from churchesofgod.info forward slash media. And then you could print your own copy from your computer. Now, if for any reason you're not able to do that and need to request a hard copy of the book, just write in and ask for Going the Distance. You can use email or the post, and here's our address. Search for Truth, Hayes Press, The Barn, Flaxlands, Royal Wooten Bassett, Swindon, SN48DY, UK. Our email address is sft at churchesofgod.info. You may also be interested to know that if you go to the website I just mentioned, at churchesofgod.info forward slash media, you can listen again to many of these broadcasts as MP3 or off-air versions. So why not have a go and see what you can find to enjoy? Once again, it's been great to enjoy your company today and I hope you found today's study helpful. Next week, Brian will be considering the Barber's advice on how to guard against greed. So do join us next week when Brian will be exploring this vital topic, and I look forward to your company. Till then, it's goodbye and very best wishes from our Bible teacher Brian, our producer David, our singers, and me, John. So goodbye, and in the meantime, may God richly bless you. Yeah.